Tussauds Wax Museum in London announced today that it has moved figures of Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan Markle away from that of Queen Elizabeth. Said the Queen, not good enough. Melt them. So I saw the headline yesterday, which I thought was hilarious. See if I can find it, because the way it was worded was so good. Maybe I'll have to just uh, Is it about uh, paraphrase the Megxit? Oh, about Megxit, yes. Yeah. I found myself reading about that last night, and I thought, as I read, what are you doing? And I kept reading. Well, I'm I'm so interested in the fact that it's a big deal. I I, I find myself intrigued that it's a big deal to some people. Right. Um. When every human being I've talked to says, "Yeah, you can't blame them." Every human being I've talked to. Right. Looks like a miserable existence, even though they're wealthy. Yeah. Prince Harry and his wife saying, we don't want to be royal anymore. We're moving to Canada, getting jobs. Enjoy your lives. I saw this headline. Princess Diana's chef is fuming over Prince Harry and Meghan Markle stepping down. (laughs) Princess Diana's chef is fuming. I didn't read that one. (laughs) If you wanted to convince them they've made the right decision, that's the headline to make them think, yeah, well, I I had the tiniest bit of doubt that I made the right decision, but now I'm back to realizing I did the right thing. Right. And uh, looking at Good Morning America, and their headline is, Royal Bombshell Queen Calls Emergency Family Meeting in Wake of Sussex Stunner. I heard Mark go. Stein suggest that it's because uh, Meghan Markle, is that her name, is so woke, she's insisting that they go on some sort of super woke, we're a new media company charity uh, in the vanguard of progressivism thing. I don't know much about it because I don't care much. I mean, that, that'd be fine. Anything makes more sense than being a royal. What do you mean? They're they're in the royal family, the <laughs> royal bloodline, Jack. Right. I don't understand your confusion. Um, change topic. It's uh, burning a lot in Australia. I don't know if you've been following the story. I barely have. I've, oh, I've horrific seen, wildfires. So. Seen a couple of headlines, and it got brought up several times during the Golden Globes, which factors into this story from the New York Post. I thought was really good. Headline: Celebrities, activists using Australia bushfire crisis to push dangerous climate change myth. Celebrities and posturing greenies the world over have seized the opportunity of Australia's bushfire catastrophe to push the dangerous myth that climate change is to blame. When one country faces a climate disaster, we all face a climate disaster, Kate Blanchett declared at the Golden Globes. Oh, good. Russell Crowe said, make no mistake, the tragedy unfolding in Australia is climate change based. Uh, Australia's on fire, tweeted teenage climate Evangelist Greta Thunberg. How dare you! Decrying the lack of uh, political action to combat climate crisis. Australia's committing climate suicide, ran the headline in the New York Times. Oh, boy. This writer, and this writer's name is Miranda Devine. I don't really know her act, but she says, I'm sorry, but I lived in Australia through the past two decades of escalating fire crises. Crises. And it's not climate change that has caused today's disaster, but the criminal negligence of governments that have tried to buy green votes by locking up vast tracts of land as national parks, yet failed to spend that money needed to to control ground fuel and maintain fire trails. Does that sound familiar, California? Oh, boy. Instead, they bowed to an ideology that obstructs necessary hazard reduction and prevents landowners from clearing vegetation around their own properties, all in thrall to the god of biodiversity. How's that biodiversity now on an incinerated land sterilized on all life forms? I've interviewed local firefighters who bitterly recounted the bureaucratic obstruction they faced in performing prescribed burns in the off-season to prevent uncontrollable summer summer conflagrations. Um, 
Have you heard this aspect of it anywhere? Oh, I had not. It's not surprising to me. In but... Australia, no. On our show about the fires in California and the West, yes. The, the, the whole insane far-left environmental view of, number one, you have to put out all fires, and 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 then, you know, well, that's, that's the main problem. If you're going to put out all fires, then you have to do aggressive forest maintenance. Otherwise, you get astounding amounts of ground fuel. This Aussie goes and, on and, to, and cooked koalas. This Aussie goes on to write, One of my guides was Australia's foremost bushfire researcher, Dr. Phil Cheney, who has spent 30 years trying to convince authorities that if ground fuel is reduced in a scientific, systematic fashion every year, fire intensity is reduced to a manageable level, no matter what the weather conditions. A quadrupling of ground fuel means a 13-fold increase in the heat generated by a fire. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So four times the ground fuel, 13 times the heat. Hazard reduction won't prevent fire, but it will reduce its intensity so that it can be controlled. So whether or not you believe the most dire predictions of climate alarmists makes no difference. We can't dial down the Earth's temperature any more than we can lock up every teenage arsonist. The only practical way to prevent unimaginable fires is to reduce the one variable we control, ground fuel. Right. And one more sentence here. Climate change has not caused the current fire crisis, says Australian Capital Territory Forester and former acting fire control officer Ian MacArthur. This is a beautiful example of never letting a crisis go to waste, which was the Saul Alinsky, uh, you know, inspired uh, gospel that, that uh, you know, uh, Barack Obama's people parroted and, and you see on the left a lot and on the right, too, frankly. But um, the way to really reduce the fire intensity, I mean, the effective way is to deal with ground fuel. And anybody all, you know, it's funny, every time we talk about this, we get this avalanche of emails from professional foresters saying, thank God somebody's saying what you guys are saying. And that is not climate change denial, by the way. It's just being a grown-up. Look, maybe the climate's changing. Maybe mankind has a role in it. If we were to make the most aggressive moves possible, including some that would just cripple the global economy and bring on poverty and starvation and war, the likes of which AOC can't even imagine, even if we were to do those things, it would be years and years and years until it had a positive effect on forest fires, or bushfires, whatever they call them in Australia. So, listen, be a grown-up. All right, you want to argue about climate change? Let's do it. But Russell Crowe pontificating that if only Donald Trump would stop being a mean, mean denier, these forest fires would go out as if somebody blew out a candle. That's just, it's, well, it's what I often describe as dewy-eyed unicorn riderism. God, would you people grow up? And plus the media coverage, which is why I wanted to bring the story. Every time I've heard the Australia story, it's been about the climate change. No, I've not heard one time anywhere other than that article um, this angle of it. Russell Crowe needs to shut up. Huh? How dare you? And you too. Well, With your empty words. I, I, my words are full. Kate Blanchett, fine anybody. actress. I mean, gifted. But I don't need to hear her, her her politics, really. I got a little more from the Consumer Electronics Show I can tell you about. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You do that I, at uh, some point? Oh, yeah. That's always fun. Oh, let's see. What do I have? I've got so many good... Oh, listen. Hey, Jussie Smollett. Taking a while for this fruit to fall from the tree. That was not a joke about his sexuality, by the way. It was merely a metaphor about things that take time. 
Uh, a judge has ordered Google to turn over a full year of the actor's data as part of uh, a special prosecutor probe into not only Jussie, the race-baiting liar, Smollett, but that crooked prosecutor um, in Chicago as well, who inexplicably, this is Kim Fox, six, 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 we're talking about, Fox with three X's. No, it's two X's. Sorry, I misread that. Um, she should add another X. missing the charges. 50% more X's. No, because that would make people think of porn. Oh, probably. Yeah. Anyway, so Ms. Fox... Six, um, abruptly dismissed the charges, uh, clear to nobody why, even though she's obviously friends with Jesse Smollett. So it could be that the you know those chickens are coming home to roost. Is that a better metaphor? And and he could be in serious trouble, as is the uh, the phony prosecutor. So that story is not over. It's nice to know that you can't waste millions of dollars of police time and impugn like half of America uh, and and get away with it completely unscathed. Oh, speaking of which, it's of the same theme, so I'm going to throw it in real quick. Uh, CNN forced to settle for reportedly millions of dollars for slandering and damaging the life of Nicholas Sandman, the uh, the the child who is there waiting for his bus at the Lincoln Memorial. Have you ever seen a more punchable face? Right, exactly. Well, uh, the next wave of lawsuits are other uh, chickens that will come home to roost. And reportedly, the next round of them will be against Kathy Griffin, Anna Navarro, Elizabeth Warren, former CNN host Reza Aslan, all of whom called for him to be doxxed, hunted down, punched in the face, and slandered him, a child and not a public figure, in a number of different ways. Well, that would be a good check on uh, on on conversation. If these people have to pay out a lot of money, and I wish the numbers would be disclosed, just so the word would get around for, for them, us, everybody, to realize you can't just say whatever you want about anybody. Right. Right. Uh, and you know, the Kathy, that, that would help the, the conversation a little bit. Kathy Griffin is a numbskull. And if she says something ridiculous and inflammatory, I mean, this is kind of what she does for a living. But it's the New York Times, the Washington Post, the CNN commentators and contributors and writers and hosts who allegedly are journalists and went right to the punch him in the face card without waiting 20 minutes to verify any of the facts. I would like that lesson to be learned by somebody. I would, again, calling for adulthood. I would like these impassioned, woke resistance fighters to maybe remind themselves of their line of work and what goes into it. For instance, waiting a cup of coffee and checking some facts. Understanding, and my God, people in the media, you don't get this? If you get a tiny snippet of video, that might lack some important context. But people are getting kicked right in their uh, wallet, and that's a good place to kick them. Another story we'll get to coming up. Seattle's going to have the nation's first... Human composting site. Throw grandma on the pile. We'll dig into this coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. See, over the holidays, Leonardo DiCaprio saved a drowning man in the Caribbean, and he was like, see how it works, Rose? <laughs> Not that tricky. <laughs> I know you don't want to get your hair wet, but... 
God, wow. David Spade is funny. He really is. <laughs> I'm so impressed by how quick his jokes are. Yeah. They they don't take a lot of setup, and they're just real punchy. And then that was what, like 10 seconds maybe? Yeah. See yeah. That? Not that tricky. <laughs> Didn't want to get your hair wet. Well, I flail around on stage on open mics. I'm setting up my premises for like five times that time. Yeah, it's not see? good. Yeah, cut it out. Glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. If you like the Armstrong and Getty Show, tell a friend. If you don't, mind your own business. Yeah, don't be a busybody. Um, uh, a dieting came up in the lunchroom. It's January, so people are still, in theory, trying to diet. Down three pounds. Woo! By February, people will have completely abandoned the idea. Yes. Maybe next year. Up but three more pounds. Woo! In the New, <laughs> in the New York Times, uh, what's the best diet for you? And I had read this before, but I think it's a good advice. The one you will stick with. Ah. That's the best diet. Ah. The one you'll stick with. That's the main reason I'm sticking with the intermittent fasting. For whatever reason, I'm doing this one. Right. I'm still doing it. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, uh, I, the, the giving up the sauce has really helped me losing the weight, among other things. But I'll tell you what. You know what alcohol is underrated as? A painkiller. Ah. I, I mean, a physical painkiller. Yeah. I mean, it's amazingly effective. I'm having a lot of trouble sleeping because I had my uh, surgery, what was it, uh, six weeks ago. Um, I was doing pretty well. Now I'm back to tossing and turning all friggin' night because I'm not half drunk when I go to bed. Interesting. It's, it's a net positive. I'm happy I'm doing it. I feel great. It's been really interesting, and I feel good all day long, most of the day. Uh, but, oh, man, am I tossing and turning like a fish on a dock. Trump just tweeted about the jobs numbers that are out. Um, pretty good jobs numbers came out. 145,000 jobs. In the final report of uh, 2019, that was for December, I guess. One is the jobs number I look at. Do I have one? Yeah. Yeah. But that's good. The economy is just insane. But Trump I mean, how, tweeted... how much does Trump wish the election was this week? Oh, yeah, no kidding. 46 states. That's yeah, probably not. But uh, And he just tweeted, the unemployment rate held at 3.5%, a 50-year low. Well, and what's even more important than that is, for that reason, wages are rising at a nice steady rate, but not fast enough to trigger fears of inflation. Uh, what's interesting, though, is that um, it seems like with the wages rising and um, and the demand for labor, more and more people who are out of the labor pool are coming back into it. There's a little more slack than economists thought still of people who are kind of thinking about working but weren't, so... Labor participation rate is uh, edging higher too. I just I just don't understand that. I uh, I just don't understand that concept. The the Dow, which goes as an indicator, despite being flawed in many ways, that hit yes. uh, twenty nine thousand for the first time today. Oh yeah. So yesterday that we were talking about the uh, the the fast pace of news in the modern world. All three indexes. I will not say indices. Why not? I don't know. Because you're from. All, here in South Dakota, and they don't say into season here. No, all three indexes okay, hit records yesterday. Keep it real, bro. Days after you know a, uh, blowing the crap out of the, one of the leaders of Iran, and right. they shoot at our record right. record stock market. That's how fast we turn the page in Boy, the modern world. That's a good point. It's just amazing. Yeah, repercussions would last for minutes. We're done. <laughs> It's yeah. Gosh dang it! This is an odd time to be alive. It's making us all insane. Yeah, it is. The pace of everything. Um, had something else I was gonna say. I don't remember what it was. So uh, I was looking through this list of stuff at the computer com, uh, consumer electronics show. I don't know why I have so much trouble saying that. Well, part of it is that you were up all night buzzing on Sudafed. Yeah, I didn't know this. I know it now. I took the twenty-four hour real Sudafed that you still get behind the counter from the pharmacist. 
And it is... Uh, Turns out they meant 24 hours. They meant <laughs> 24 hours. Um, my cold went away, like, completely. It was like, I don't have a cold anymore. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty impressive. And I was up all night long. I mean, all night long. Not tossed and turned or got a little less sleep. I didn't sleep at all and was never tired. Mm. I didn't even want to sleep. But <laughs> Just, you were productive as all get out, And right? I still, I'm not yeah. tired now, yeah. right? All the carpet was pulled up in your place. <laughs> I tell you what, and and just I'm I'm talking to everybody who works on this show. When the crash comes, there's going to be weeping. There's going to be yelling. There are going to be accusations that are going to hurt. Just we need to let it go. Okay, back to you. Oh boy, um, this Segway S Pod that they debuted at the Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, you know what the Segway scooters are? They were supposed to be revolutionary. Remember when that launched? That was yeah. one of the first big like. Viral video tease sorts of things. Super hyped. This will change civilization. Yeah, there was a tease for a while, and everybody's trying to guess what it was going to be. Right. And, then and it, it was... turns out that by civilization, they meant mall security <laughs> is what changed by it. <laughs> Hell! And occasionally, tourists will ride them around some town. Right. Tours <laughs> of, yeah, your town. Yeah. But they've got a pod version now that you sit down, and I saw an, an elderly woman at Target the other day riding around on one, and it was just a flat bench. It was just a bench on two wheels. It looked dangerous as hell. But the Segway thing, you're supposed to not be able to tip over. And she was just sitting on this bench, riding around. Huh. I thought, well, that, will we soon all be just cruising around on those at work? And Well, putting aside the whole obesity thing, if the immobile could be mobilized, that's a beautiful thing. Sure. Armstrong and Getty. Steinbeck. Ah, John Steinbeck. Tannery Row of Mice and Men. Do you want to mention that? Since a Gone lot of pe- with the wind. Since a lot of people are doing uh, dry January. Moby is Dick. Is that what it's called? There's many. Yeah. No, just the... Uh, no, I don't know. I don't, don't want to go on, on, on. No, no it's fine. I'm not ashamed of it or anything. I'm just I'm sure I can make it uh, uh, interesting. I'm doing the dry January thing that a lot of people do, and... Mm. It's been really useful. It's good for me just because... It's kind of like the smoke out used to be. Yeah. Yeah, just take one day and understand that you're making a choice to smoke and take a look at it. And and I use alcohol to, you know, for for tension and stress and relaxation and having fun and the rest of it. And and, uh, being not bored in the evening, but nothing I'm terribly excited about. Then I think, well, I could have a drink. But it's a good exercise to not do that. So if if you know... Probably not an alcoholic, but you know, you're probably drinking a little too much. Give it a try. Or don't. I'm not who am I to tell you what to do. Oh, if you're an alcoholic, enough terrible things will happen, you'll you'll be aware of it. Well said. <laughs> Your life will be miserable enough. It'll be very clear to you. Sooner or later. Um what was I gonna admit? Oh, yeah, so uh, a number of people are wondering and they've been asking Nancy Pelosi, so hey, when are you gonna send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate? I thought it was urgent. When Nancy. are you gonna send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate? Hey Nancy, when are you gonna send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate? Can this speak? I said when we saw what the arena is that we would be sending members in and we would send over the articles. We hadn't seen that. She, you know, got that, she got asked that apparently one too many times in the hallway yesterday. She turned around on her heels and put her finger in the face of her reporter and said, Do you listen to me? 
I said, I'll send him over when I understand what the rules are. Like somebody tried to snatch the ring away from Gollum. Gave the photo. (laughs) (laughs) So don't mess with me. Yeah. She's a little testy. Yeah, speaking of drinking, Jack, back in my drinking days, um, sometimes Judy and I would be ready for a little tankery and tonic or something, and um, and and we'd realize we have one lime left in the fridge, oh. and and that lime was uh, tired. It was due for retirement, <laughs> and you'd, you'd cut it open, and you squeeze the hell out of it. I mean, you just, just trying to get a, a little juice out of it, and the strategy that Nancy Pelosi is employing right now of trying to convince America that she just can't even give those articles over to the Senate because it's so corrupt. That is that lime at this point. There is no lime juice left in that lime, Nancy. Stop squeezing it. It's it's half rotten. Nobody wants it. My prediction. Really? Yes. My prediction. Friday news dump. Five o'clock DC time. Friday. Uh, she hands the uh, the articles over to Mitch McConnell. That seems like the best off-ramp, because she, she doesn't want it to be on a kind of a slow Tuesday at noon when all the cable channels go crazy and everybody's right. talking about it. And she, yeah, a Friday afternoon, it happens. Nobody's watching the news for a couple of days. It disappears. Right. Now we're or already on to dissipates. the... It, yeah. it would dissipate so fast, because mm-hmm. now we're on to the conversation on the Sunday morning talk shows of what's the impeachment trial going to look like in the Senate? Who's going to be running it? What are the... You know... Right. So, yes, they sh- they, her stupid strategy will be over. Right. So, you're right. That That is the best strategy. Yeah. Dump all you want. I hope you dump a lot. Here's here's an interesting one. Thank you, sir. What is the maximum pain Mitch McConnell can put on the Democrats since that's his goal? Probably put their head in a vice. What do you mean? I heard people debating this yesterday. So, does he start it on Tuesday to screw with the debate? Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Or... Oh, my gosh, like, start it so all the senators had to be there yes. on the night of the debate. Well, they'd have to cancel the, the debate. And and they've, they've got plans for that because they realize that could happen. Mm. Oh, But is he better off having the debate? I, I wonder if maybe the strategy isn't, look, there's some people out there in the lead, ain't, ain't, ain't going to win three states in this country. Let them debate. In the general. Yeah. yeah. Get get as much attention as you want. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what his strategy is, what he thinks inflicts oh, pain on the Democrats. I see what you're saying. So Bernie's got momentum. Mitch thinks, hey, hey, keep it going, Bernie. Keep building that lead, buddy. I'm not going to do anything. campaign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to do anything to get in your way, Bernie. So, yeah, I don't know. Who um, knows? What God, strategy is the best, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Whatever, I'll wait and let it play out on its own. Whatever happened to what brings us together as a country is more than those things we disagree on. Whatever happened to those days, Jack? I don't know. They died. <laughs> like you're going to someday. Went and maybe to a farm upstate. <laughs> and then maybe you'll get thrown into a pile in Seattle. Oh, boy. Seattle is going to have the nation's first human composting site. Grr. A warehouse in Seattle is being converted into a facility to turn the dearly departed into a mulch. Well, you know, according to the Bible and all logic, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, you, you, you know, you essentially are born from the earth and the sun and its energy, and you need to return it when you're done with now it. I want my head frozen until they cure whatever I died of. It's an alternate. Bring me back to life. There. Okay. Me and uh, Walt Disney and Ted Williams will hang out. <laughs> Washington State, those are famously frozen-headed people. <laughs> For recent immigrants. <laughs> Uh, Washington State's first-in-the-nation bill legalizing human composting takes effect in May. And uh, Recompose is going to be the first facility that does this sort of thing. Listen, 
You know, somebody find me this. They'll put your body in wood chips, alfalfa, and straw. Your body will uh, become around a square yard of soil over time. It does become soil. Like, we we compost um, uh, goat manure and hay. Put it in giant piles. And it sits there, and it kind of ferments and decays and does whatever nature does to stuff. And, And by the end of it, you have, like, the greatest soil ever. For your garden or lawn or whatever. And it right. just looks like really great black dirt. Well, and that's what you'll be someday. I, 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 tell, you, I, I tell you what. We need for to, growing tulips or whatnot. We, well, I love tulips. We need to come up with something. I mean, you look at the world population. And in 1800, we had about a billion people on Earth. 1900, we had about two billion in the year 2000, it was uh, more like six, and now we're past seven going for eight. So, yeah, the old way, no, we'll just stick each person in the ground in a four by nine, uh, you know, little uh, piece of dirt. No, we can't keep doing that. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, we go. We got a family cemetery in my family, the mm-hmm. Folktown Cemetery in Iowa. And uh, I, the, the only times I'm ever there, really, <laughs> is when somebody dies, but... Walking around and seeing people, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, grandma's funeral back in the day. I remember yeah. when we were all there or, you know, people that died long before I was born. Um, you know, being able to see their, their plot and everything like that. It's just a, That's a beautiful thing. I love that. It, it's continuity. It reminds you of a number of important things, but we just can't do that Is anymore. there a way to keep that going without taking up the space? Interesting. Because just a plaque wouldn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that they they're actually there, or their bones are there, and everybody gathered around for you know the planting at one point, whether it was in 1936 for my great great grandpa, or right. you know fairly recently. Yeah. It's just it's got uh, some continuity ties to the past thing that I really enjoy. Just thinking about it is touching and beautiful. It's a great thing, but uh, I don't think we can do it anymore. Maybe each family has a website. And randomly, like a, a, a dearly departed relative, pops up every day on your screen to remind you of old hey! uncle. Hey! Well, no, not like that. You just check out Grandma's old YouTube channel in the future. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, remember um, Uncle Jim served in the Navy? Yeah. God, you're right. Lived we're in not, Bayonne, New Jersey. We're not far off from... Ran for the city council unsuccessfully. We're not far off from, uh, you know, the, the, the younger generation when they die. You want to remember them? I've got about... 80,000 hours of video of them. Right. Do you want to see them on their social media posts? You want to read everything they ever tweeted? Here you go. What? Yeah, you want to hear what they thought about everything at every age? You want to see them at every single stage of life? Right. Here it is for you. Can you imagine being able to do that with your dad or your grandfather? Or yourself? Just amazing. If if my grandfather, if I could see, hey, there's my grandfather's as an eight-year-old. There he is as a teenager. Right. With his girlfriend as a teenager. I yeah. mean, just, God, it's mind-blowing to think that. And that's what it'll be like for my kids. Yeah, which I think is, is there's a lot of positive to that. Sure. Because we would understand, and, and those, those of us of a political, a certain philosophical bent politically speaking, it would be a good reminder that human nature doesn't change. Or this generation is not way smarter, way more enlightened. We're not you know, we're not animals like back in the nineteen hundreds. No, no, we're human beings like all human beings. You just can't trust the government. People pursue their own self interest. Well, how, you know, just... how about this aspect of it? You know, I'm sure you know this was the way with the way for my dad, and I think it's this way for me. 
as a parent, you get to kind of pull off the, especially when they're younger, the I've got my act together. Sure. And yeah. I know what the, the right answers are, because hopefully you actually do. Right. At that point. But if they can watch videos of me as a 20-year-old at a party. Terrible I'm, idea. I'm not sure <laughs> no, that would help my... scenario. I'm not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> that would help my gravitas Oy. in terms of explaining to them, you know, how to live your life. Or would it be a nice example of, look at me, what do you think of that? Let, uh, here's a multiple Dad, choice. Dad, you're test. naked with your underwear on your head. <clears throat> Chunking a... What, is that a beer bong you're saying? <laughs> Does Dad look, A, impressive and dignified, B, fun-loving and gay, or C, like an a-hole? Right. You're going to look like that, too, if you do those things. Well, so to. maybe it'd be useful. Well, you're going to have to come up with something, because that's going to be the future. Yes. That's going to be the future. Yes. I don't even want to see that stuff myself. I know. <laughs> like I said, it's the nightmare scenario. All right. Uh, let's see. What time is it? Ah, we probably ought to take a break. I do want to tell you, though, the whole gig economy reform movement starting in Cal Unicornia is changing a lot of these modern conveniences and services and stuff that we all love. Oh, Uber's going to be completely different in California. Right, and poor Lyft that never gets mentioned. Poor Lyft. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, Sorry, how it's, Lyft. How it's changing. Uh, coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Congratulations. I um, got the real Sudafed. I learned this. This is It's cold and flu season, so maybe you didn't know this. I had bought Sudafed out in the aisle at the pharmacy thinking they must have changed the laws locally or something. You know, you can buy Sudafed out there again. You don't need a pharmacist. To, maybe the meth craze is over. I didn't know what the deal was. Well, that's, that's like watered-down fake Sudafed, which explains why it didn't do much. <laughs> the real Sudafed that actually helps you with your cold is still behind the... Uh, there and uh, the, you got to ask the pharmacist for it. And all they had was the 24 hour variety. And so I got a, the 24 hour variety of the drug they use to make methamphetamine. And I took one of those pills yesterday around noon. And I was up all night last night. All night. Never Oof. slept. Um, I did lay down for a while, but it was I was just as completely awake as I am right now. Wow. And I just decided I'd, I cleaned the kitchen. I watched TV. I did a lot of reading. I played my guitar some. And then I came to work. But I stayed up all night long like a meth addict. Wow. And it's very productive. I can understand why the meth lifestyle is so popular. For a while. And it looks like it's working for them when I drive by them on the, under the overpass. Well, they seem to love camping. I'll <laughs> tell you that. But so that some people get affected that way by Sudafed, I guess. Boy, watch yeah. out for that. Oh. Or don't take the 24-hour kind. I don't know. I did get a text from somebody who said, look, I'm a, I'm a pharmacist. Don't take the 24-hour kind. Well, why do they sell it then? If it's, I thought it had time release. I've seen the commercials with the little balls that kind of float away. Um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Hit you all at once. So, Calunicornia, where realism comes to die and no one understands economics, has uh, passed a law, AB5, Assembly Bill 5. It's a gig work law. It makes it much harder for companies to claim that workers are independent contractors than employees. And it's been absolutely devastating. It's affected many, many walks of life and, and, and lines of work 
from freelance journalists. Unless you had a powerful enough lobby group. I, I was going to get yeah. to that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you have a powerful lobby group, then you got exempt. But if you don't, you're getting screwed. And the unicorn-riding do-gooders of the California legislator, or legislature have told you that you can't have your job anymore because they don't like it. So one of the most obvious effects of this is its effect on Uber, for instance. And uh, yesterday, the day before, Uber emailed 150,000 California drivers and millions of California passengers to alert them to the overhauls. What they're trying to do is make their drivers more independent. One of the main things is now the driver can turn down your fare when they see how much it is. They can, so they see it's a short ride. You punch in, you tell them where you're going. They say, oh, wow, I thought we were going to the airport. No way I'm taking you four blocks away to a restaurant. Right. And they get rid of you. You know, I know a fair amount about this law. I don't think that's going to work. But Uber's trying. And the other, uh, gosh, what was the other thing is um, they're giving drivers more. I've never to, felt uh, like that's happened to me. Have you ever felt like that's happened to you? That somebody's just bonged me because I wasn't going far enough? No. No. Um, they're seeking to establish the drivers are running independent businesses. Oh, and also taxi drivers. I've had that do that to me many times now. Taxi drivers, which is why Uber's so much better. I've had yeah. taxi drivers. You coming out like you're in a hotel area? Oh, you just want to go there? I thought you want to go to the airport because they think everybody's going to the airport from the hotel, and that's going to be a sixty dollar ride. And if you're just going a few blocks, they say, nah, I'm waiting for people going to the yeah, airport. Get out. Uh, passengers will now see an estimated price range rather than a firm fixed price when they request a trip. Prices will still be calculated based on the existing time and distance rates. Um, Uber drivers get what you pay minus the uh, commission, which is capped at 25%. Boy, I had a chatty Uber driver the other day. Yeah, there's there's a movement afoot that in your profile, it ought to say chat or no chat. She was nice enough, but... She picked me up at my house. I live out in the country. And she said, oh, my gosh. She just had so many questions. Do you have lots of spiders out there? Seems like there'd be a lot of spiders oh, where oh, you oh. live. I said, ah. And then we get through the There's whole some. Then we get know. through the whole spider thing. And she said, is it just is it really dark at night there? It seems like it'd be so dark. Yeah, it's, it's really dark. It's one of the things I like. Well, you can dark. see the stars. Yeah, kinda... <laughs> well, I told you the story about um, a, a certain friend of mine and I. We'd attended a major sports event and gotten hammered. And we were taking an Uber ride home, and uh, and I, if, if people ask me what I do for a living, unless I'm in the right mood, I will make something up. Because when, when you tell them I'm a radio talk show host, the same conversation ensues that I've had 10,000 times. doesn't make a person a bad person, or I don't think less of them or anything. I just don't feel like having that conversation again. And so I'll make something up. Well, Bounty I'm this... On this night, I'm a Mandalorian. (laughs) (laughs) On this night, I happen to be with a guy who is in the insurance business, and uh, and I thought it would be funny. I said I'm actually in the uh, insurance business, uh, you know, employee benefits, that sort of thing. She says, oh, this is so great. I have a problem at work. And she launches into her, I'm an importer, exporter. her serious benefits problem with, like, medical implications, and there's tragedy that might happen and the rest of it. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, that's, a, that's a 716C. That's an obvious 716C. You've got the company by the short hairs. Don't trust me. Why didn't that's I, what I would have tell said. her I do talk to you? <laughs> I think she knows about the news. I don't know anything about insurance. Consult your local insurance representative. I don't know. 
Oh, well. So, yeah, but she was the chatty, 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 chatty Uber driver. I don't ever like to mention it because so often I get the, well, I've never heard of you. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't heard of you either, so we're even. So, F off. Fantastic. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so Cal Unicornia, how's your utopia coming on? Oh, it's probably worth pointing out that Uber loses billions of dollars every year. They're in the position certain web giants uh, have been in years past. They have a, a, a great business model. They've got a lot of customers. They're still trying to figure out how to make their revenue exceed their cost. Amazon was like that forever and then right. became the most you know valuable company in the world. And will probably end up uh, ruling humanity and opening up concentration camps, uh, allegedly. Um, uh, so, yeah, the idea that, as Jack put it earlier, businesses will always exist, no matter how hard you hammer them with taxes and regulations, People will always get jobs, even if you artificially make their labor unaffordable. The problem with so many progressive policies is you just don't understand economics. Quick update on Jeffrey Epstein in the seconds we have left. Still dead. I'm sorry, I know he's your friend. Um, (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein is still dead. And that uh, videotape of his first suicide attempt that that went missing will never be found. They announced yesterday that it is gone for good. It will never be. That's Recovered. funny. There was a bit of a malfunction, I understand. Inadvertent. Yeah. Just a bit it was of a whoopsie-daisy. Yeah, it's yeah. the most, most important inmate maybe you've ever had in the history of the jail, but right. uh, uh, the, the videotape didn't work. What are you going to do? Nah, exactly. Mistakes happen. What are you looking at me like that for? Machine ate it. Right. Wow. He's dead. Let him rest. Armstrong and Getty.